On this week's episode of Misfits on Maine, the happiest place on earth is happy once again. The Disney College program returns to Walt Disney World. And we virtually set sail on the Disney Wish. All, All that, that and more, more coming up. up. Hello and welcome to the 47th visit to literally the island of the misfit toys i'm cj it's isla and we're we're going to the island this week friend we we really are i'm, I'm hyped i have tried i've tried to <laughs> drive this boat elsewhere and finally i am taking the helm of the ship <laughs> yeah uh it, the, as isla said last week the time has come with uh with cruising seemingly back on the horizon uh and a brand new ship added to the fleet uh, it's time to talk the Disney Wish a little bit later in this episode. As always, first thing, I told you last week, you all keep bringing the voicemails. We love that, so keep them coming. We'll drop that phone number again at the end of the show. It'll be down in the show notes. But this week, we've got Brian and Danielle and Miranda calling uh, to share some uh, some of their thoughts and views on some of the past episodes we've had. So let's hop right into it with Brian. Hey, what's up, Misfits? It's Brian Patton. You're talking about Riley enjoying the cavalcades and seeing characters for the first time, and it made me think of when we took our kids to Disney World for the first time, February of 2019, my kid's first trip. And to that point, my daughter, who was four, uh, did not do well with character interaction. Santa Claus, Sirius George, Daniel Tiger hated them all, freaked her out. She ran away, wanted nothing to do with them. So we were like, this is going to be a bummer that we're going to go to Disney World, and she's going to not want to interact with any characters. And first day we arrive, we go to Epcot immediately for the art festival of the arts. And Daisy is out there greeting people and they wanted to get mine. And so we got mine to meet Daisy. And when it was our turn, uh, both our children, our daughter four and our son two at the time ran up and gave Daisy a giant hug. And we were just like, Oh, this is going to be magical. This is going to be great. And we immediately penciled in to go see Elsa and Anna because my daughter loves Frozen. And it was uh, a great first character meet and greet. And we were so worried. And it turned out to be really, really great. Also wanted to say the breakfast at Topolino's Terrace, the character breakfast, is amazing. I think food-wise, it's my favorite breakfast on property as far as character breakfasts go. And uh, I love character breakfast. So, yeah, keep up the good work. Bye. Thank you, Brian. Uh, I, I, y'all heard Topolino our di- our dinner review here. I, I have a hard time arguing with with Brian. It's some of my favorite food I've ever had on property, but haven't done the character breakfast. So it's one thing I love about Disney, friend, is uh, no matter how often we go, there's always that thing that you're like, still got to do this. Uh, so yeah, uh, I, I, I don't know about you, but Topolino's character breakfast looks really really good to me it's on my list i'm trying to get a reservation for it so because i i really i really want to go to it i want to just go there to eat the food but i also think i love a good character breakfast i'm not a character dinner person but the breakfast just is always a good time 
And I also think that it is every Disney parent's worry that their kid is going, that's going to be the trip that their kid's afraid of characters. Because we all know there's going to be a couple. It's not always consistent. Harper with Santa Claus the first year, I think she would have like stayed with him for the remainder of the evening. And then the second year, she thought it was the end of the world that we had to go meet Santa Claus. So I think it's a hit or miss. And I totally get Brian where he was like, we worried about it all the way up until the point where she was excited. And I was like, I get that. So, yeah. 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 Thankfully, we're at this spot right now. Um, well, first off, Riley is a, in that weird phase and age wise where she's a COVID Disney baby. She's never really had a true like character interaction that she's going to know of. Like she she did when she was a baby, 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 but she had no idea what was going on. She was months old. So in toddler years like she hasn't mm-hmm. experienced that yet so um it's it's weird for us she likes everything from a distance but we haven't really seen what it's like once she actually has an opportunity to touch and be touched right. by a character uh, and lord knows when that comes back um so maybe she's scarred for life maybe like by the time it comes back she's, she's like eight, she's like yeah what is, what is happening yeah <laughs> Let's pray that's not the case, everybody. Let's pray that that is not the case. So, uh, Brian, thank you for calling in. Uh, loved hearing. And, and, yeah, Tobolino, got to be on my list for breakfast next because dinner was was incredible. Next, we kick it to our friend Danielle, Dole Whip in Ears. Hi, Mrs. It's Danielle, a.k.a. Dole Whip in Ears. Long time, no talk. Um, I spent the weekend this past weekend catching up on the podcast, and I have a couple of things to call in about today that I'm going to try and make Super quick. First, Isla brought up many episodes ago the budget Cinderella at Storyland in New Hampshire and can confirm this is a thing. I found a picture of myself with budget Cinderella and she has braces. Disney would never. Second, hopefully I'm not stealing anybody's stream it or skip it this week, but I've got to stream it. Go and check out Mighty Ducks Game Changers on Disney Plus. I think it's a worthy successor to our favorite 90s hockey misfit movies. And honestly, who doesn't love getting to see more cynical Gordon Von Fay? I feel like I've talked long enough. So bye, misfits, and have an awesome day. Danielle sent me Budget Cinderella because she knew that I would relate because I also met Budget Cinderella. And I was like, it was worse than I remembered. Like She literally... <laughs> she had like curly brown hair and a full face of braces and i'm just like who who did this who made that call she like in like just like a regular old like blue dress that you could buy like nordstrom's (laughs) okay so it wasn't even like that light blue it was like royal blue truly a mess i don't know who is running storyland but they need some they need some help Maybe they were really, were really, really doing the best they could to tiptoe around that that trademark and copyright. That IP, the best yeah. They could. They're like, <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna dip and dodge. Yeah, I, uh, I'm, I'm not too surprised. I'm not too surprised that it, they went real left on that one. But uh, brunette braces in a, in like a Nordstrom dress. Yeah, that's. It's rough. We'll have to get, we'll have to get Danielle to share this uh, photo over on the Discord so people can, people yeah. can check it out. All right, so our last our last voicemail. Thank you, Danielle. Our last mo- voicemail comes in from Miranda. Hi, Misfits. It's Miranda. I'm on my way to work. So first things first, happy May the 4th. May the 4th be with you. Right now, I would much rather 
be an Ogus Cantina with a drink in my hand bumping to Rex's tune. But instead, I am on my way to work. But anyways, my comment I wanted to make is to validate Isla's statement in regards to Dino Land being very redneck. I can validate that because I'm from an extremely redneck part of Louisiana. I don't claim it, but it is what it is. And every time we go to Disney World, my dad refuses to go to Dino Land because he swears up and down. Imagineers plucked it from a parish fair out of Louisiana, which we have parishes here, not counties. So if you don't know, now you know. But my dad refuses to do it because he's like, this is the most redneck thing. Why? You have all the greatest minds on this team to make this park, and instead we now have a parish fair in the middle of Disney World. So it's valid. We feel the same. And have a great day. <laughs> I knew about parishes because of Jesse. Um, you know, our good friend Jesse. Uh, she said it one day and did not tell me what it meant. She just thought that I would know. And I was like, girl, that's a church. Yeah, where we are, like, <laughs> that's all churches. Like, we're, yeah. I'm like, what are you talking about? And she goes, no, like, where are you from? Like, it's your parish? I'm like, no, that's weird. Okay. But no, I get it now. And I also, to the redneck point, I thought about this a little bit after. I was like, this is weird. Like, it rem- it feels as though they were trying to do an ode to Florida and make it like Gatorland. You know, like, that's what you would have if you went to like a a gator festival. <laughs> That would be Dino Land. That was their spin on it. <laughs> yeah. Um. I also appreciate that we have a uh, proclaimed, uh, a self-proclaimed redneck misfit in Miranda, who can, yeah. who, who is going to verify all all things redneck for us now. Thank so you. We appreciate that. Thank you. Uh, I, I also very much appreciate that all three of our voicemails this week, y'all were short, sweet, and to the point, and brought it like. We got we got a lot accomplished. Facts. And, you spit facts at us in a short amount of time. Real quick. So all of them came in like under a minute and a half and, and had like Also, happy facts. May the 4th. Yes. And Miranda, thank and you today, for reminding us. Happy Revenge of the 5th. Re- Revenge of the 5th, yeah. Uh, <coughs> for my boy, to... Anakin. Pour one out That's for right. the love of my life. Yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah, Star Wars week. Um, obviously, we you know, as you all know, we're, we're recording midweek. Um, so it is for us May the fi- May fifth, but uh, um, yeah, Star Wars week. It's been fun. There's been a lot of like really cool uh, f- photos being shared out there. A lot of unique stuff for for uh, Star Wars week. So thanks everybody uh, for the Star Wars love, and right back to all of you. Now, uh, speaking of May the fourth, it wasn't just the much loved, uh, be- much beloved Star Wars day. It was also an opportunity for Walt Disney World to make some announcements on the coming Star Wars Galactic. Star Cruiser Hotel. The Halcyon Star Cruiser Hotel will open in 2022 and is now visible on the Walt Disney World map both on the website and My Disney Experience. This two-day, two-night adventure has been one of the most discussed accommodations in Disney travel along with our main topic this week. You all know by now, the Disney Wish. Uh, Considered by many to be an immersive intergalactic cruise experience, no rates have been released by Disney, but expect more news over the next year for sure from Walt Disney World. Uh, Scale of 1 to 10. Just how hyped are you for for this to be in existence? Not even saying you're going to go do it right away or anything. Yeah, 12. That's what, yeah, yeah. Are we not going to talk about the lightsaber? So I figured we would get, yeah, I figured we would get into the lightsaber. There's a lightsaber. Correct. And I know, I know we all have lightsabers, but like, a lightsaber 
I'm excited. I think the only thing that I'm a little bit annoyed about is that they're changing the verbiage of it where they're like two night, two day experience. Okay, you can say two night, three day, just like a cruise. We know that it's only going to include breakfast on the third day and then you got to get off the boat. I know, I know it's a hotel, but you know what I mean? Like, we all know debarkation day is nothing. It's a throwaway day. You just, you get off, you go home. Yeah, and, and even the stragglers, like, I mean, what do you, there's, there's not much to straggle on the boat for, so. Yeah, I'm, I'm considered uh, so, yeah. a quote-unquote straggler on Disney Cruise Line, and you're still off by 9 a.m. Like, there is yeah. no such thing as waiting until, you know, like. You're not having it's a pool not like closing, It's not like closing Magic Kingdom, and right. I want people to understand that. Like, they are not as nice as security at Magic Kingdom. They yeah. get, make you get off. They have it's more not like you're hanging out around, on. like. Yeah, it's not like you're hanging out on. Yeah, exactly. They have more people to get on, so it's yeah. not like you're hanging out. At the pool, ordering margaritas, looking at the clock, going, "Oh, it's it's five in the afternoon, honey. If we leave now, we'll get home by eight. Like that's that's not how this works." And it truly so. makes sense. Like I understand people are frustrated by that. You feel like you should get a whole third day, but it's like they need to turn around all of those rooms and all of those experiences to make it perfect and ready for the next group of people to join the ho- join the experience. Correct. Yep. Yeah. So it, it's a. Quick I think it's going to be so dope. I am very much so interested in seeing how expensive it's going to be and seeing what else is going to come with it. I did see that they posted that they're hiring actors for like, you know, key roles and there's like a fixer. So, you know, there's going to be some sort of cool lightsaber trainer. Yeah. There's a bunch of cool dilemma that you're going to go through to help like save. I think it's going to be really awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No doubt. I'm with you. I think this is going to be a really cool experience. Uh, Disney, obviously, as we know, has never done anything like this. I mean, we've talked about it past episodes kind of sounds and feels like a landlocked cruise. For those of people who may like the all-inclusive cruise experience, now you kind of get to do that in an intergalactic Star Wars theme. Uh, but yeah, I, I'm, I'm right with you. I think this sounds really cool. Don't know when I'll be able to do it, if I'll be able to do it, or maybe this will hopefully, fingers crossed, be one of those cool things that they want to get us travel planners in to, to take a, a tour of. So you never know uh, <laughs> with Disney how that works, but um, I, I, I am very excited. I'm with you. I'm very excited. Uh, so... It, Going from some exciting news to news that's been met with uh, a large bit of mixed emotions, Disney has announced that the Disney College program will be returning to Walt Disney World Resort in June of 2021. Immediately, social media broke out with college program hopefuls showing their excitement for the return of DCP, which ended for most March 18th of 2020. Before its suspension, the 2020 DCP was comprised of over 5,500 cast members in a vast array of jobs. Past applicants who have been affected by the last year are being encouraged to reapply. And there is no news on when Disneyland's college program, the international program, or the Disney culinary program will be restarting their programs. Uh, Now, the unfortunate other side of this coin, unfortunately, many local uh, former cast members still remain unemployed after this widespread uh, layoffs this last year. So while this is still exciting news moving in the right direction, please still remember the importance in supporting cast member-based charities if you are able to, because I, I, I think that the unfortunate news of a lot of cast members still being unemployed is being overshadowed by, yes, this is exciting news, um, but for as exciting and awesome as some of the news has been on social media for the DC peers, some former cast members have been sharing their side of the story, and, and it is kind of hard to hear. Um, I see both sides. I, I totally do. And that's the I that's see the all three part. sides, actually. Yeah. I see the college program 
people being very excited that it's back. I see the cast members being upset that, you know, they haven't had an opportunity to come back to what they love. And I also understand Disney's business side where it is easy sense, cheap workforce to get these college programs. Like, I get all three sides. I get that it's, it's truly stuck between a rock and a hard place in yep. this situation and there's no winning yep. but it, they're i i'm not sticking i'm not like bootlicking a corporation but like i understand where they're coming from and i understand where cast members are upset at the same time i think everybody deserves to feel how they feel right now and i think it's good to tiptoe around everybody's feelings in this situation because it's like they're all valid yep 100 percent Hundred percent. And I honestly saw the news about the DCP first and was really, really excited uh, until I saw a cast member. Friend. That was my initial reaction as well. I was happy. I was excited. But then I saw one person post, "Ooh, this sucks," and I was like, "You know." And I hadn't right. thought of that. Side you're of right. Yep. And and so I I just uh, just like I hadn't. I'm sure there's a lot of people out there who necessarily didn't think of that side of it. So now it's just as important time as any. If and I know this is not something possible for everyone, but if it is possible for you, don't forget those cast member based charities help out where you can if you can. Uh, And even if it's just a cast member, you know, who uh, is a former cast member going through a rough time, just just reach out and and just just tell them you're thinking about them. But now's that that opportunity to do what we can, um, even in even in spite of all the, the good news that we are hearing. All right. And last but not least, if you felt a slight shift in the balance of the world on april 30th you weren't alone the gates of disneyland are open and all seems a little better just in general doesn't it Isla? like honestly it sounds weird but doesn't it just feel better knowing disneyland is open i'm just glad everything besides disney cruise line is back yeah in uh, in the u.s i understand there's still you know some things that are here and there but like we're back i mean it's a step it is a step. So uh, close as, as as we've definitely talked about many, many times over the last year, it's been closed for over a year. The original Disney theme park has had a couple updates during its closure. King Arthur Carousel has been given a vibrant refresher, including a 14-karat gold leaf accent and a combined variation over over 30 colors. The Haunted Mansion has had a couple updates also, as has Snow White's Enchanted Wish whose updates may be some of the more surprising uh, altogether with new show elements throughout the dark ride, some art uh, and audio visual technology that's brand new and state of the art. So a lot of people are saying that the snow whites enchanted wish has been the biggest update of all. Um, but I think the largest and most noticeable changes are the obvious ones. Updated max max updated mask policies, park reservations, all things very similar to what we've been doing in Walt Disney world are of course going on in Disneyland but I am sure after a year of closure, Californians would pretty much wear turtlenecks, long pants, full headgear, whatever you're asking them to do in the heat of the summer. I don't think they would care. They would do it. They just get back to their park. So um, to all of our West Coast friends, well, welcome back. Welcome, welcome back. home. Yeah. Um, speaking of protocols, I know that was our last news one, but we did have a breaking news. Bring it. Come in very last minute. Walt Disney World is phasing out on-site temperature checks. Um, They will be phasing it out for cast members on May 8th and guests on May 16th. To me, this is great. It was performative science. So um, we don't need that. Asymptomatic cases happen. Yeah, for sure. (laughs) Um, You know what I mean? Like, I 
Yeah, and people I'm, could have I'm had okay a, with that. People had a fever who didn't have COVID, and there, there was a lot of yep. yeah. It is in line with CDC recommendations. It is in line with the science that we have learned over the past year and a half of this pandemic. So I am for it. I don't think this is a bad thing, but it is a pretty big deal because that was a huge part of the um, quote unquote safety protocols that Disney had put in place lately. So you will not have to go through the Aviant health tent any longer. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Yeah, which thank you to all those healthcare people. I doing great. I, Love yeah, that. Hope, thank you. I I hope they are f- able to find other places to put some I'm of sure these. I'm sure they're people. going right back to some hospital Advent, to do yeah. something. Yeah. Advent health. Um, but yes, uh, they literally are people on the front line every day, scanning temperatures of thousands and thousands of people. So, um, thanks for all of your help to keep us safe. Yes, generally, um, what you've been doing. So, um, Isla, thanks for the the breaking news. The breaking news tip. Thank you. Misfits, we need to talk. The next time you leave your house, you forget your mask, and then you're running back in to grab it, make sure you're grabbing your Misfit on main mask. Wait, what? You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. Or did your baby just ruin the fifth outfit you put them in today? Before 11 a.m.? Throw them in a Misfit onesie. You don't have one? Oh, okay. Misfitsonmain.com. What about your water bottle, laptop, phone? Are they all looking a little bit bare? Slap a Misfit sticker on them. I think you're getting it now. Misfitsonmain.com. We have all of the above, plus our OG shirts and hats, locked and loaded on the site right now, waiting to be snatched off the shelves. Run. Misfitsonmain.com. All right, everybody. The hype is, it's so real this week. We have been, we tunnel vision. (laughs) Funnel vision. There you go. Even better. We've been funnel vision. Uh, So neither one of us brought a mid-break this week because we just were hyped to talk the potential of cruising. And uh, I'd be remiss if I sat here and took and took the the host chair for this part of the show because we have the, the cruise queen herself. Yeah, this is not showing what's up. In the building. <laughs> so we're going to let Isla, um, who's probably watched this video more times than multiple people put together, um, she's going to take the lead. I've got much to say. Don't worry. I'm not going to take the – I'm not going to sit in the back, but I'm definitely going to sit in the passenger seat uh, and let the queen drive this episode. So Isla, let's, let's talk Disney Wish. Speaking of that video, I first of all would just like to tell everyone that they should watch it. It is 35 minutes long. And it is beautiful. Um, even if you're really not into cruising, it will. if you're a Disney person, it will get you into that Disney spirit. They have a beautiful um, Broadway performer at the end who sings, you know, When You Wish Upon a, po- Upon a Star, our national anthem. Great. Um, it just really makes you feel, it's like that good, nostalgic, magic feeling when you're watching it. Um, Fairy Godmother basically leads you through the entire... Um, <laughs> What is this called? Presentation. Thank you. Let's go. Yeah, commercial. Um, yeah. <laughs> you commercial. see, you know, Thumb Chapik, he shows up, donates somebody to make a wish. Uh, Josh Namaro, the heartthrob of the Walt Disney Company, he shows up. Your heart skips a beat. You move on a little bit. Yeah. 
Um, cruise director Amber, I believe her name is. Ashley, I could be totally I wrong. Thought, Ashley, but hey. maybe. But yeah, her. She does a great job. Sorry, we forget then, your name, but you did do yeah, a great job. You know, job. there's a couple other cast members that are in this, and it's just it's very on top of performative, beautifully done. They did a great job for what they, I'm sure, the hoops that they had to jump through to get this completed. You know what so I didn't notice until the what? third time I watched was, uh, and the, like I, I now say it jokingly, but it took me three times to. There are a lot. There's a lot of fine print. There's a lot of fine print along the bottom, and I honestly it took me to the third time to actually notice mm-hmm. it. But, but I'd say at least like two thirds of the entire thing has some part or like fine print pops up about like, hey, we did wear face. We we you may have we to wear did a face. Follow COVID <laughs> protocols. Yeah. You we may have to wear a face we mask when you do, do this. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I did like that they're, they're covering themselves. Um, so I even think in a very Disney way, they tried to do the best they could to do that. But yeah, I agree. It was a fun presentation. Uh, even though every, every every last one of us who turned that on knew we were going to be, it was going to be a commercial. It was going to be yeah, a running it's commercial. For, it's but for it's getting a you to book the ship. But like beautifully done. Um, you sold me. Yeah, exactly. 100%. <laughs> a lot of people that reached out to me said that it sold them as well and they were not cruise people. I'm like... <laughs> I believe it. Uh, our <laughs> mutual friend Alicia, uh, yeah, I know for I know for a fact Alicia was like, this may actually get me to cruise. <laughs> yeah. So um, it is being built current. It's still still being built, guys. Um, <laughs> in Germany, it will be have the home port of Port Canaveral. So it will be quote unquote replacing the D- Disney Dream that is currently sitting in the home port of Port Canaveral. The Dream is moving to Miami. The Wish will come in. They're going to be taking over the three and four night bohemian sailings um it's registered in the bahamas and this is the first disney cruise ship that is going to be fueled by liquefied natural gas um disney's really big on conservation as we've seen in the parks um and in general so this is great it's good news um i think it should make a lot of environmental people happy because i know cruises are not everyone's fan favorite when it comes to stuff like that um so that's like you know the not not so fun news i guess there's 15 passenger decks um, it can hold 4,000 passengers, which is quite a bit larger than the current biggest ships, the Dream and the Fantasy. So let's talk staterooms. There are 1,200 staterooms, 1,244 to be exact. It's a lot of families. It's a lot of people. Thank you, Disney. Keep bringing us travel planners, the big the big and bigger ships, because uh, I don't know if you know this, um, people love Disney Cruise. They really love Disney Cruise. It is the number one family cruise company in the world. There's a reason for it. They love their cruises. Um, so, yeah, keep making bigger ships to keep having more staterooms that make Isla's eyes roll like that, because I, I love when, when we hear a stateroom number like that. Yeah, for sure. It makes me happy because it gives me hope that I'm going to get my choice of a booking <laughs> later this month. So um, they have sizably down, downsized their inside staterooms. They really wanted to maximize the amount of window or veranda rooms. Um, they call them ocean view or veranda. So there's now only 121 inside staterooms, which I think is good and bad. I think it's good because I really do think that is worth the upgrade, but I do understand that some people sacrifice the view for the inside stateroom so they can justify the cost of going on a Disney cruise. There's that. And they have upgraded their concierge rooms. There's now 76 concierge rooms. They really want our money. So I think to my hope, my hope again, everybody. I want you to know this is a episode. We I, don't know anything. I, I know. <laughs> I, yeah, even as a travel plan, because I'm telling you right now, 
she knows it. I'll stare right across her at the computer and say, if I knew something, Isla's the first person I'm calling. I would know. Is. I wouldn't yeah. tell you on the air, but I would know. <laughs> yeah. So um, I don't know anything. This is not one of those times where like, oh, we're going to let the travel planners have some insights. I know nothing. I really have no insider information. Complete my guess, speculation. Though, as a yeah, as pure speculation, my guess is my my hope is having less uh, inside staterooms keeps the veranda ocean view at reasonable price at opening. So when the cruise opens, obviously mm-hmm. we all know that's your best po- your best price for a cruise is it when the when it opens. So my hope is and you is, say we all know we don't all know actually. So that's a good point. Okay. Opening day opening is your day. best time. A lot of other cruise lines actually go cheaper as it gets closer and closer to the cruise. Um, they start throwing discounts at you. They start throwing incentives at you. Not Disney Cruise Line. Opening day is your best bet unless you got a discount from something else. Yeah. Um, and let no. me, the only asterisk I'm going to throw in there is if you happen to be lucky enough to be a Florida local on an occasional once in a while They'll send us travel planners, an email that says, hey, we need to fill these three cruises right here. If you know any Florida locals, now's the time to let them know. Because those those discounts, last-minute sailings are really, really incredible. But I, the general rule is if you do not live in Florida, book a cruise as far out as you possibly can uh, for, for multiple reasons. But the number one being that's your best price. So It's a considerable difference. Yeah, too. yeah it's a massive it can difference. Go, it can go quick. It yeah. can literally be, I'm thinking of taking a cruise on Tuesday, and then you go to book it on Friday, and it's $1,000 more than it was on Tuesday, and you can't change anything about it. Yep, and I've seen it happen many times, so get to it right away. Um, and my hope is that it this keeps the booking day prices of the nicer rooms a little bit lower because they don't have the inventory of inside rooms. There's going to be a lot more... Um, um, ocean view and veranda we all know um isla is now uh, a veranda you, you love the verandas i've never actually stayed in a veranda room oh that's we've only booked it for you a few times <laughs> a few times now <laughs> <laughs> um, we did ocean view before because i um was a paranoid mom with harper that's <laughs> right she's gonna fall off the balcony yeah Yes. Now I remember that story. And then we've booked, unfortunately, yeah, not to bring up the sore topic. Um, look, this is the real reason why it took us a long time to, t- to talk cruising on the show, everybody, because it's been a sore topic for both of us. Um, we have we, you have booked a couple um, veranda views that unfortunately have had to be. Um, yeah, we'll say the, loosely a couple um, over the last year and a half. So um, we're actually going back to a hurricane. <laughs> it's, it goes back a bit. Um so yeah, here's to cruising, here's to a veranda view, and here's to being on this ship, on this ship. Yeah. Um, what's cool, all the all the non-concierge rooms are queen beds. Um, they sleep up to five guests. They All of the staterooms are a little bit bigger than what the other ones were. If you have never been on a cruise, staterooms are considerably smaller than hotel rooms. I would never want to tell somebody that it is as roomy as your typical room, even at like a value resort at a, at a Disney hotel. Not as big, very small, but they do maximize like room in that room. Um, all of the beds, you know, are hiked up just like all the renovations are at the Disney park. So you can shove all your suitcases underneath so much storage space. Unpack. Unpack. That's my biggest tip on a cruise is unpack like you're going to live there for the rest of your life. Even if it's a three, I don't care. Mm -hmm. I, I, yeah, I, and Isla and I have talked about this multiple times off air that it is, I don't unpack for hotel rooms. Like I could be there for 10 days and there are times that I will not unpack. 
but I'm I unpack for a cruise. You feel uh, so much more comfortable. Uh, and you can slide your luggage, as you said, under the bed and forget about it for three days. So yeah, going off of what Isla said, as far as the um, the luggage space underneath the bed, just take the ten minutes, fifteen minutes when you get there unpack real quick put that luggage away and as isla said you'll feel way more at home and and it's tucked out of your way mm-hmm. um and then i know we were just talking about how there's less inside staterooms but a cool thing that they added to this ship for concierge and i am newly obsessed with concierge i am sailing it on my next um sailing that is my gift to myself for enduring all of these cancellations <laughs> um <laughs> they added ocean view concierge rooms um, normally concierge is only veranda and then they have the royal suites that obviously have their own verandas but these ocean view rooms are different because they're going to be located on the top of the bridge and they're floor to ceiling windows instead of just a regular porthole that all the ocean view rooms have in non-concierge and they are going to be little mermaid themed which makes me laugh because it reminds me of a fishbowl <laughs> <laughs> there you go yeah, have you did you see that royal the, the two so, floor? Yeah. Let's talk about the royal suite. <laughs> okay, you got it um, written down. Okay, good. Because let's let's just dive into those really quick. The other ships have royal suites. They're all called the Ro- the Walt and the Roy, named after you know the Disney's, and they're nice. But I think that the royal suites on the now considered older ships are very Titanic feeling. Like they're very you know regal and they have like the brown and the gold and these new royal state rooms look like they are for the most posh princess i've ever seen in my life they have two two story royal suites i don't know how much they're going to cost i know i could never afford it in my lifetime spiral staircase there's a spiral (laughs) flipping staircase spiral staircase yeah and they have these like beautiful tubs that overlook the ocean and your shower one of your shower walls is the window going looking out into the ocean now yeah. now it is slightly you know opaque don't little worry frosted. a little frosted to it but like y- yeah you still know what's out there yeah it's stunning yo. sweet stunning yo there's two of them yeah yeah and i'm pretty sure they said that it can sleep up like two like a Oh, si- oh, okay. I changed my mind. I can only sleep up to six. Only six. <laughs> I was going to say, it's only six. My guess, I'm just going to throw a fun guess. So when we come back um, after May 17th, when the high up platinum books, uh, my guess is it starts at 30. That's probably a fair guess. I have been in the Walt once um, for for work. Uh, he stayed there. Surprise. No, yeah. Uh, by stayed there, you mean for five minutes, maybe eight. Yeah. <laughs> and I got to, I got to, we were literally, it's like when we get to do these things for work, it's a very awesome experience. We get to walk on the ship. And generally, other than the people who are actively like working between the uh, debarkation and embarkation, uh, they slide us in real fast for like a few hours. We get to work. Um, and it's a really awesome experience, but we literally aren't even allowed to touch like the bed. Like mm-hmm. it, it is hands off everything, uh, but I have got to walk through that suite before. I I am only hopeful that maybe I get to walk through this one for work one day on a wish tour. Um, they are incredible. And it, the one thing I will say is very nice, like actually getting to walk in there is it's not just builder grade stuff that they threw into a cruise. This is like, these are high end amenities and, and, and it's 
real like if they say it's like if it looks like marble it's marble in this suite and that's the difference it's pretty incredible um yeah it is stunning i just want to live there for like uh, doesn't even have to be on a mm-hmm. ship i could like live there in somebody's house for like a week and be pretty happy but my guess is 30 that's what i'm putting my bet on you're probably not opening far day off. is gonna start at 30 yeah opening day opening day and i'm gonna, is gonna cry be. so each family could be 15 we, we're a family of six technically or or we could or we could buy cars just is that like, really worth it just saying a you car? could you could you could a you, car loses value as soon as you leave the lot uh, the memories of 15, this cruise last 15, forever in my mind 15 would be a chunk on a house down payment in florida fred <laughs> like, <laughs> i don't even own a house and i'm like how can i afford the royal suite um because oh, we're boy. dreaming because we're dreaming and, and, and look a wish it's <laughs> there you go that's why they named it the wish you can wish to stay here uh it's it is stunning if you look the obvious part of the, all of this as you all are hearing us talk about i am going to put a link to the video if you haven't watched it it will be in our show notes if you're like what what, what are they talking about this suite you can go ahead and watch it you're gonna be like oh, oh this would be it. this would be why it. they were were babbling so yeah it's beautiful what you got? What you got next, friend? So we know we don't stay in our staterooms the entire cruise. So let's let's move on. Even though I cannot wait to sit in my stateroom and order room service, that is included in cruise price. Just letting you know. Uh, um, if we're spending fifteen thousand dollars on the room, we're okay, <laughs> in any room. Your room service is free, <laughs> not free. It's included in your. No, but I'm saying we're gonna I, call it free. If I'm spending fifteen thousand dollars to stay in a room, I may not leave that room. <laughs> that room, yeah, I may true. not. Leave. That's true. So we do more on a cruise than just sit in our stateroom. So let's let's move on. Let's go to the pool deck, which is normally located on deck 12. And I do believe it's going to be on deck 12 for this one as well. There's some pretty cool stuff. So they have the Aqua Mouse, which they really tried to sell us on. And I will talk up Disney Cruise Line all day. But let's not talk up the Aqua Mouse. I, it, they already have the Aqua Duck on yeah, other cruise ships. Island, no. This is the one thing. And I'm I am very... I'm very like I'm very hyped. I'm very pro pretty much everything yes, we're, going we're on. We're excited about it, but you're This really, is the uh, one thing that I'm like, okay, come on. They're calling this the it. first attraction at sea, which I literally think again, and I sent this in a text to, to Isla. Aqueduct is probably like, "Hello, like I'm a I'm a water roller coaster." I, I know. Mean, that's pretty I feel cool. so bad for Donald right now. He's being completely shaded for no reason. Um, and this is literally the exact same thing that they added. Now, I think it is cool. They add some show elements, um, some, uh, quote, uh, like, themed elements from Mickey and Minnie shorts. Um, and I, I do. Uh, they have an original soundtrack. There's 60 water effects that tie into this story. Um, and it's a 760-foot-long venture. So this was one of the things on my list that I, I have some hope for, but... The way they sold it, I'm totally with Isla. It's like, y'all. You know what this is going to be? Yeah. It's going to be the aqueduct, and they're going to add the tunnel from Incredicoaster. Exactly. That's going to be it. Isla, (laughs) you nailed it. It's going to be the whole ride. And I'm excited for it. (laughs) Yes. State of the art, like inc- like never been seen before. That that kind of language, I don't. I Disney, do, there's so much on this ship you could hype. This just could be what it is, and it'd still be a cool thing. You didn't have to oversell us on this. And if you are not aware, maritime law prohibits little bebés who are still in diapers from going into the pool. So they did set up um, another area. It's going to be a Toy Story splash pad, which I'm so excited for because I think it's so different from what they could have gone with. Nemo is very easy. It's very obvious. They have it on the other ships. 
a Toy Story one, though, I think is going to be so fun. Yeah, and I they obvi- in the most typical Disney way, like the the stuff they've they have said to us. I think it is mentioned in the video, but um, it's a safety, you know, padded. Y'all know what I'm talking about. They have them in the parks. The it's very squishy, squishy surface. So like Disney's thought out everything. This is one of those things that perfect for like a Riley aged to a Harper aged kid to just run mm-hmm. around together and have fun and little slides, little splash pads. I mean, they very cute. It's so very, well done. they feel so comfortable there. Like I really think it's an awesome thing to, for the kids because they can't go in the pool. And I know that that's a huge reason why a lot of parents don't take their toddlers on cruises because they think about how difficult it will be to tell them, Oh, I'm sorry. You can't go in the pool. It's so nice to be able to say, but look what you get. Yep. And it's yep. this awesome area for them to just run around and play. And they can wade in the water and they can go down the little slide. I love it so much. Remember in the beginning of the chat when I said that Disney is the best at at family cruising? Yep. They, these are the reasons why. This is this is the reason why right here. Um, dedicating. And I mean, obviously, I, I know she's going to get into kids club stuff. But just the little details like this, as Isla said, to be able to tell your tyke, hey, uh, you have something that mommy and daddy can't even do. Like, we're not even allowed to go there. This is your cool thing. Disney thought that out. Now, to the other side of family for water activities, you can be an adult and go on a Disney cruise without kids, and you can have fun away from kids. They have a whole adults-only area. They're calling it the Quiet Cove, which they've called on other ships. Um, It has an infinity – it's going to have an infinity pool, which that's a first, and that's going to be really cool. Um, It's going to have a bar, a poolside lounge, stunning views of the sea. I love the adults-only areas. I've dropped Harper off at the nursery and gone to them. I've gone to them before Harper. They're nice, and it's truly a quiet cove. Um, It's not these young, you know, 21-year-olds that are, like, (laughs) ripping it up. Um, I'll say, don't think of Royal Caribbean version of this. You know what I mean? It's not spring break. It's a nice area to grab a drink from the bar or grab your book, tan, swim a little bit. I think the infinity pool is going to be so awesome. I cannot wait to check that out. I am one of those people who, you know, when Dana and I first cruised, we went with our in-laws and we kind of like just took in the whole experience. Mm-hmm. Now that we're adults, um, I, I we have, again, I know we'll talk about it, the kids club. We have no issue with the idea of dropping Riley off at a kids club and enjoying adults only areas a little bit more i think than we did uh when we went earlier and i i so i look at them way different than i did before adult only dining options adult only swimming areas and i um this one really caught my eye because i have seen what the other ships provide there's nothing like this uh as you said the infinity pool itself just stands alone but um it's stunning in the way that it looks out over the ship and and it's just beautiful so yeah yeah. It looks like a cool and relaxing And we'll get to adult to dining, but the kids clubs. We've mentioned them a couple times. Yeah, let's get to those. I know you're hyped. We're going to start about the, the secret the secret. I knew song. you were going. To, I knew. I was not surprised. I don't know how they dropped this bomb on us. I don't know how they came up with this idea. In the Grand Hall, when you walk in, the like big atrium when you get on the ship, they're going to have this little hole <laughs> in the floor. And only, it's kids only, so it's ages 3 through 12, will be able to go down the slide and enter into the kids club. There is going to be an entrance for adults and for any kids that are not comfortable sliding down a slide, as they normally do. Um, And this is going to be a whole 
thing. The kids clubs are always insane. Um, I've gone to the open houses on the dream and Harper has spent time in the it's a small world nursery which they will have um i cannot say enough good things about the cast members that handle all of the kids activities and clubs and nursery because truly these people know what they're doing and i as a paranoid mom who cares more about harper than truly any single thing on this planet i leave harper there and she is so happy when we went on our first cruise with harper we decided to go to an open house and feel it out. If she was not comfortable, she would not go. That was it. It was not a it was not a be all end all for us um, for her to go. It was just if she wanted to, we would check it out, and if she wouldn't, she would hang out with us for the next couple of days. We really we felt indifferent about it. We didn't really care. She ran every single night into the club, into the nursery, because she was like, "I'm good. I'm See good you, here Bye, with Dad. my friends. Talk to you later. Yeah, I'm good here with my friends and my characters because they show up and hang out with the kids." And these kids' clubs are going to be crazy. To play off of what Isla said as far as, like, uh, being good at what they do and being trained, um, one of the things that they tell us every time we do a ship tour is that anybody who is involved in kids' cl- from the from the nursery through the kids' club, um, not only are they obviously vetted in every way possible, but they also all have degrees in early childhood education or development and have had work and i i don't want to like misquote this one i believe it's two maybe three years you have to have a certain amount of years of experience yeah of service years outside of disney cruise line with young children and i want to say it's two to three years so they they don't just like obviously do your background checks and all this stuff They, they want you to prove that you have done this before you know what you are doing and i think that speaks volumes of the level that they expect from the the cast members and crew members who were involved in the nurseries and and the other things that uh, isla mentioned so yeah i just wanted to piggyback that fact because i'd love that disney they they do their homework on every individual who's working in those spaces with children um obvious for obvious reasons but they're not just good at their job they're going to be phenomenal at what they do they're going to want the, your kids mm-hmm. are going to want to be around them and the kids clubs from ages three to 12 they announced like they haven't really said anything about the teenage areas yet um i'm sure that's coming before the cruise ship opens but um the ages three it's ocean years club and ocean years lab and they're gonna have a couple different things for this and normally it's very like kind of basic they're nice they have like lots to do in them but these are very immersive they have a whole avengers campus where they're not even going to be telling the adults really what's going on it's just going to be like Imagineer is like learning how they make these costumes and you can make your own and they also have a build a roller coaster and then you get to like virtually ride your roller coaster and they have like a princess fairy tale hall area where you can do arts and crafts with Rapunzel and they have a frozen area and there's just going to be so much the open house I'm so excited for because then we get to try everything out yeah the only time I was about to say the only time adults get to try is if you have a kid and you go to open house that's it. Like you're. That's your only opportunity to even be in there. Um, yeah. Once so the open they, house and they over, lock it down. Yeah. They lo- if it's not open house time, you, are. you do not go in. If you need to go pick up your kid, they get the, your kid for you. Correct. Adults do not enter the kids' club. I love uh, that. Yeah, it's a major safety thing, and I love that. Um, but one other thing that I I saw in, in the video, um, the uh, the Avengers costume experience where mm-hmm. they like, CGI the costume on the kids. I'm mm-hmm. just like okay. I, incredible incredible 
So, um, yeah, I can't speak highly enough. I know, I know Isla can't, I can't, I love the kids club. Um, and again, it's just that thing, this, the splash pad type stuff. This is all the stuff that makes Disney. It's literally the Disney difference. Like I get to, I know it sounds so corny, but when I'm trying to, uh, talk to people and talk them through cruising with their family and I, everybody knows I represent multiple cruise companies, um, Royal Caribbean, you know, I, I, Carnival Disney, I, my favorite hands down is Disney cruise. These are the reasons why. Um, they, they think of everything. They really do. So, um, I know Isla can't wait for that, that, uh, that, um, open house just to go. <laughs> What's the first I'm thing not. Isla's running to go do in a kid, in the kids club when you get open house time? Oh, I'm going to the Rapunzel area. I knew it. I, I want to make it. a lantern. Yeah. I really want to make a lantern. <laughs> I just wish that the slide was big enough that during, during the open house, they could let us adults at least use the slide. That looks so cool. I mean, I'm pretty sure I could fit in the slide. I, I know talked about I this can. with Kim. Um, <laughs> Our misfit friend Kim, and because we were discussing itineraries, and she was like, "What do you think about the slide?" And I was like, "I think I could pass for 12. <laughs> Here's the thing: I, I think like, I don't, can get down. Yeah, don't wear the makeup. Don't wear the makeup. Yeah. and like wear like a. I'll do really, it like, really early in the morning. Twelve-year-old like, like, outfit. I'll, yeah, I'll show up in my sweatshirt. Like I'll just be like, <laughs> dip and dodge. Here's so the after sad I part, drop I'll Harper off, to be your dad. <laughs> yeah, and thank I'll watch you. you go down there we go. Damn. So after I drop Harper off at the kids' club, because I know she's gonna want to ditch me. I'm going to probably be spending a lot of time in the hyperspace lounge. Same. They made a Star Wars bar on the boat. That tells a story on the wind, like through the windows. Like, so I love this. So they have something like this on the other ships, uh, the Skyline Lounge, where um, your menu changes like every 15 minutes because they change the windows to be a different city. Very cool. Mm -hmm. Very fun. This is going to be a Star Wars version of that. Yep. It's going, what's it? Oga's Cantina? Correct. I feel as though it's going to be like that, but like sick. But rotational. Yep. 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 I'm pumped. And they also have adult dining options on the cruise ship. Adults only, 18 plus. You need to be 18 years old to get into this. You also need to dress up. If you show up in your swimsuit, they will say, go away. It is an upcharge um it's not that bad though it's like 45 dollars. and i don't know what they're gonna do when i looked at the menu what some of the things that are included um apollo steakhouse which will obviously anybody who knows me i love disney steakhouses steakhouse 55 in disneyland has not disappointed me yachtsman in walt disney world has never disappointed i have zero reason to believe that this will disappoint uh, the Palo Brunch that Dana and I had on our on our Disney cruise. I was going to say, Palo Brunch is, is infamous. Yeah, like, incredible. People love it. So I have to believe this is going to be good. But as a steakhouse, I don't know how it's going to work. And this was something I wanted us to talk about because I don't know how it's going to work as just a flat upcharge. Or are they going to actually do what they've never done before and have like a per plate um, dining uh, like upcharge or option. So. I don't. I just don't know how. I think it's it. going to be an upcharge. Yeah, if it's an upcharge, I don't care what it is. I will eat my weight in in steak um, and make it worthwhile. And it's based off of Cogsworth. Yes, which, which I, I think really is really. Yeah, I enjoy. It. And I like that because Cogsworth is such like a like stuck up like stuffy guy. So I don't know. I feel like this is a stuffy the steakhouse theme. kind of makes sense. Yeah, yeah you know what yeah, I mean. 100%. Like, and then. They also have Ashante, <laughs> which is inspired by everyone's favorite candlestick, Lumiere. Yeah. 
Um, and I think that's it's also crafted by uh, three Michelin star chef. Ooh, I'm not going to even going to try to pronounce his name. Arnand Lalamant. So as we're going, if you're in, listening, I'm so sorry. Yeah, as we're talking upcharges, friend, I bet you this will be the single most expensive meal upcharge in Disney Cruise Line history. Yes. Yes. This will beat out Remy like it's nobody's business. People who thought yes. Remy was an expensive upcharge. Ashante is going to crush it um, because it is bringing in a three-star Michelin, uh, yeah, a three-star chef. Yeah, it's going to be very bougie. Um, but just a couple plates, just a little bit of experience that we got a hint of in the video. It's so white glove Disney service. Um, I just don't know how. I just don't know how expensive this one's going to be. This one's going to be up there. I just, my thing with this is, I think it's going to be very hard to get people to book it on all of the summer 2022 itineraries because they're starting with three and four night sailings. Do you really want to give up one of the rotational dinners that you've, that never, you've never tried before? Exactly. You know what I mean? Exactly. Yeah. If this was the dream all day long, I've been to all of those restaurants. Or a five I, night course, where you had an you know, extra, yeah. yep an extra time to go to the upcharge restaurants. I know I will not go to the steakhouse or Ashante on my first time on the wish because I love experiencing the main rotational dining. Cause I think that they're fun in itself. And I love wait. I, everyone who knows me and knows my love for DCL, it stems from my love for the wait staff. They are truly like family, your entire sailing. So mm -hmm. to give up a night with them when I could get to know them and, meet these people and not that, tell them that you want ginger ale on your third night because they immediately know to bring me ginger ale not tell them what? on your second night that you need a bowl of like need an extra lemon but they provide a bowl for you every single night that you get to the table i can't find another natty wah yeah you still i love him yep. of course i do yep. um so i don't know i think that's my only thing with the and i get doing short sailings they want to get people on this boat they want to get people in and out in and out they need to keep on doing the tests because really, the entire first season is still a test. Yep. But I think it's going to be tough getting people to so go to these restaurants for So next question for me, though, then, um, and I, I'm obviously, this is kind of rhetorical because I'm asking with a hopeful answer already in mind. I Do you think, because I do, they, that Paolo, they stick with their tradition at least and do offer a steakhouse-style Paolo brunch? I hope they have a brunch. Yeah. Because I think that's their best way to start getting people in the door is to at least offer a brunch in one, if not both. So then that way on um, day at sea you're day. You're at sea day yeah. or your Nassau day you could at on least, a three night. Yeah. You can at least try it out. Do a yeah, brunch. Yeah, I agree. So I, I hope. Yeah, I hope. Because I do think I, I agree. And it's one of those things I hadn't thought out because I do think it will be a hot ticket but I think it'll be a hot ticket after everybody's experienced everything else once mm -hmm. for the reason. I think it'll be a hot so. ticket for summer 2023. Yeah, because if they were even bringing no. in Artemis, if they were even bringing Animator's Palette to this ship, I bet you people would be like, yo, yes. I'll skip out on my Animator's Night to go try out this new dining option. But with no Animator's, with no other thing that you've already experienced multiple times, it's really going to be hard to be like, this is the and one. And these three rotationals, do you really want to miss one? They started off with... It's called Arendelle, a frozen dining adventure. It's going to be a dinner and a show. Um, just like on the smaller ships, the Magic and the Wonder, where they have a show for Tiana and they have a show for Rapunzel, this is going to be the frozen version. And they're going to be, it's cuisine inspired by Norway, which I think is going to be awesome on a cruise ship because they do um, like 
cultural food way better than they do in the parks. And I just hope that it's not an acro shoes. Like I, and I really don't believe it's I, going to. I don't, I don't think believe it's going, it's going to be because they need to cater to a lot of people. Yes, they need to open it up a lot more. So I think it's going to be. You know, Akershus went real hard on, like, the, we're going to do cold smoked fish here. Like, this is going to be the lane we're going to pick. And it, there's mm-hmm. so much other Nordic and food. Uh, so I, I'm very hopeful for a more open and and pleasing menu to a wider range. Because I agree with Isla. They're, they're obviously going to have to cater to a bigger mass of people. But this, I also love the fact that it's a storyline that takes part after the second movie. Mm-hmm. So instead of being like a Disney you're not dark ride, to let it go while you're yes. eating your chicken tenders. Instead okay. of a Disney dark ride where we're reliving the movie for the 400th time that we've already seen on TV because of our daughters, uh, this is a continuing story that you're only going to hear about here. That's mm-hmm. it. If you're sitting in this yeah. restaurant, which is very cool. So I know I'm not missing that dinner. No. And then I'm also not missing 1923, which. For a real Disney fan, you this, know, this this actually made me tear up. Like I'm gonna cry. Yes. Like I'm literally gonna sob in my soup. And I, <laughs> I watched uh, watching the video yes, and I started to get I, emotional. I'm like, this is this is a restaurant I'm not even sitting in yet, and I'm already like, wow. I'm emotional for so many reasons. Walt and Lillian were huge cruise fans. It's a big known fact for them. They loved cruise ships. Walt would be. I think he would be so proud of the fleet that they have created. I think it is exactly what he would have wanted because it is fully immersive and it is like attention to detail, everything that, you know, he stood for and what he believed in and what he wanted his parks to be. He would love cruise ships. And the fact that they made a restaurant, an ode to Walt, an ode to Californian Walt. So it's the food is going to be inspired by Californian dishes. I think it's going to be very like Grand Californian-esque. Yeah. Um, I'm. I cannot. Wait. It's gonna be classic old Hollywood. Oh my gosh! I'm yeah, it, just, it, I have the, no words. The overall theme very much gives a brown derby like style mm-hmm. theme to it. So if you all haven't watched the video yet, that's the kind of vibe you get. A little bit lighter wood instead of such dark wood that they yes. have at Brown Derby, but still a lot of wood and white linens and uh, a very very classic classic look to it. But um, photos of Walt. Like classic, like family style photos framed that just uh, when they when they pan through parts of the restaurant, it honestly choked me up a little bit because it, it is titled what it is titled because it's the opening day or the opening year of the Walt Disney Studio. So we're talking predate Disneyland. So we're going mm-hmm. like old school Back. Walt. It's going to be beautiful. And I just think it's going to be really cool because it's a part. I, I bet you there's going to be history in there that a lot of us. Even most hardcore Disney fans will learn something. We will learn something in that restaurant. I think that's really cool. Yep. And then finally, the world of Marvel. I don't know like how they're going to do this, but apparently there's like going to be some like a quest. I don't know what you call a mission uh, <laughs> you're going to have to solve during dinner. So this is their animators palette where animators palette had a show. They had they have crushed. They have the painting you know, drawing thing that you do. Um, this is going to be their big, big showstopper is your World of Marvel night at sea, um, whatever day it is. Yeah, this is the one you – and I, look, I again, I reiterate what Isla said. Unless you're on a four and maybe you want a chance that you didn't like your, like, one – like, I don't know. I just – I would not miss any of these. I especially don't think I will ever miss this restaurant – 
Just just given – there's so few things that they have released about this, whereas the other restaurants, they're really talking about the other two. This it's restaurant, Yeah, this restaurant, they're still s- keeping their lips super sealed, and I think it's because there will be things in this restaurant we've never seen in other places before. Um, and I know that they want to bring literally food from the movies. Like they want to bring – themed marvel like wakanda Mm -hmm. like a meal from wakanda and a meal um from all different parts of the marvel universe i think that's just a really cool and unique idea to then add the storyline aspect of it Mm -hmm. i yeah i'm i would not miss any of these restaurants it's really i cannot recommend a three night sailing for this i go for the four night yeah and because then send them letters have... asking them to do week longs because it's yeah because then you also have a, a pirate week. night. It's a bohemian sailing, so you know you're getting a pirate night. That's true too. Yeah. So, you will so one of these restaurants you're repeating. Yeah. I don't know. Oh my gosh. I don't know how. I know I'm doing a four night, mm. but like, ugh, yeah, they're gonna have to bump this up to a seven night real quick. Well, you know, cause... I mean, they're clearly doing this just to get as many people on the ship as they possibly can. Yep. They're going to need turn to fill around. all 1200 rooms every single three days. <laughs> Isla and I are not kidding here. Like we, we, we know how this works. We've seen it happen. I've seen it happen with work. The, the, when the, the day that you all debark, there's another group who is going to be taking off on that sailing that afternoon. This is not, they're in the parking lot. Yeah. You're getting off the boat and they're in the parking lot waiting to get into the terminal. It's yeah. insane how they handle this. You go underground through customs and the people getting on the boat are up on the floor above it's, you. Your stuff there is, is coming. I have off never seen turnaround like Disney Cruise on. Line. It yeah, it is. It's the very turnaround with Disney Cruise Line is next level. Um, and while all of that is going on, they're sometimes shuffling us travel planners through, giving us a very quick tour. It is it is a machine run as efficiently as possible, and that's why they're going to do these three and four because they're they they get two sailings in a week. Why have one when you can get two? And that's what they're going to do. Three, four, three, four, mm-hmm. three, four, three, four. Because you're going to get off the boat and you're going to rebook one or you're going to tell somebody they you need to get on this ship. Or you're going to be Isla and you're not even next... going to get off the boat. You're going to go and you're going to rebook while you're on the boat and get the bounce back and then just say, hey, you can do that. hey, my travel planner, just, just forward them to the information. And I yep. get an email that says, hey. Isla has has booked another future cruise because folks uh, we talked the best way to save money that is the best way to to book on the ship for your future cruise and get those bounce back offers you pay um, you put two hundred dollars down and you get ten percent off as long as you're not booking concierge concierge no longer gets the ten percent but still yeah um so put, get, do it because then it's good for two years as well so even if you don't have a sailing in mind right now you're good to apply that for the next two years yep I just and then really quick, um, the Walt Disney Theater, gorgeous green. It looks like a forest. Oh my, I'm amazed by this. And then I love how they worded it, where they said we couldn't have a ship named the Wish, and not bring the best wish maker in the world on the ship. So they're bringing Aladdin in as their um, big Broadway style show. Yep. I never miss. A show in the Walt Disney Theater every night. I the shows are just, whew, they are amazing. And if you all know, um, Aladdin right now has uh, it, it for the for a while been tearing it up on Broadway. It's been very mm-hmm. well received. 
So they are obviously because this is on a cruise ship. They strip some things down, but not it's the not quality. as long as a, it's, yeah. it's like forty five minutes to an hour. Yep. Um, I think Beauty and the Beast right now running on the Dream is an hour and like five. Never longer than that because they need to get you to dinner or they need to get the next group of people to dinner. So yep. it, all of this has a reason behind it. They are just trying to get you to the next activity. And it, it works fine. You never feel rushed. <laughs> when you get your daily navigator uh, in, delivered to your stateroom and you see what the plan is for the day, do you understand mm-hmm. what what this ship does on just a daily basis and how things move? There's never just one, two, three, or four things going on on this ship at one time. The planner is lines and lines and lines and lines of things for you to pick and choose and decide what you want to do and go to this tasting, go to this event, go here, go there. So it, it is a very well-oiled machine watching and these And they added a stage happen. to the lobby. Yes. So their grand so hall. They more added going a, it's on. going to be so cool because on the other ships, they've always had um, performers, singers, violinists, um, you know, small bands doing something throughout the night while you're taking your pictures. Because if you don't know, in the Grand Hall, they always set up um, their photography people yep. to do your professional photos every night. Um, and they have, like, live music playing. And it's great. It gives you that, you know, that, that Titanic feeling where it's just like you're in, like, this – you're transported to this – Fancy thing. You feel real fancy. The good Titanic ship. feeling, people. The good Titanic. Not the running VHS into VHS Volume ice, 1. Yeah, not the, not the second VHS. <laughs> not that iceberg part. The good part. Yeah, it just, you feel like so classy. You could be in the cheapest stateroom and you still feel as though you're like Kate Winslet on the bow of the ship. Like that, that is how I feel every time I'm on a cruise ship. Hey, real quick, while we're on this like topic of the atrium, on a scale of one to like a never going to stop, um, how long are you going to cry when you walk into this ship and they say, welcome the Sikorsky family? Welcome the Sikorsky family. I cry thinking about it. I watch my video of it a lot. <laughs> on this ship, you are, this is the first time that you guys potentially will be back to cruising. Like it could very well be. I hope it's not, but it could be that it's this okay, it's, ship. All right, let's be real. All right. I have accepted my fate. I know my September cruise is canceling. <laughs> I'm 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 hopeful, but look, let's just say like if what are you it hopeful is, for? No, it's canceled. I'm as your travel. Planner, the wish I'm is going hopeful. to be my. Friend. <laughs> I'm always hopeful for you, but if this is your first cruise back, it's uh, the first sailing on a brand new ship. You haven't been in a very long time. I know how much cruising and that valuable family time on a ship means to you. I just like I'm I'm half joking, but also, uh, friend, you're gonna be a puddle when you walk in and they say um, I. I really cry. Like I, when I enter, they, every family gets announced. It's the most beautiful. Also, uh, sidebar: If you're a family that does not want to be, they will respect that. Don't worry; you can say, "Please don't." They, yeah, they did. They did. They that, will yeah. do that also. So some people are hearing this, going, "Oh my god, I do, oh, that's my nightmare." If it's your nightmare, you can politely they'll ask you your name and just say, "I don't want to be announced," and they'll they'll let, literally they'll let you kind of scooch into the side, and it's not a big deal. Don't worry. And you know what I love about it? They make sure they get it right. Mm-hmm. As somebody. <laughs> Whose best friend said it's Sikorsky for three years. Whoops, it is CD's. so nice to say, oh, it's Sikorsky. And they go, oh, hold on. I'm sorry. I just want to make sure that I have it right. Yeah. And then you go, you say it and then they get it right. So when you get on, you just, <sighs> your stateroom hosts know your name. When you walk up, they go, oh my gosh, you must be Isla. You must be Bart and Princess Harper. Like, and I'm like, Hey, and they're like, oh, I'm Jared. I love Jared. I you should hear Jared. Jared well. actually went up to her one time and said, hey, you're lowercase Isla. I'm just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> but that's that's the, the 
the kind of cast member on a Disney cruise line is something I've never seen anywhere else on any trip that I've ever been on. I don't know. These people are special. And I know that cruising is not for everyone. So I hope that one day, I hope the Star Wars hotel is going to be like this, where you just truly feel like you are like at home with these people. Like I get emotional thinking about Disney Cruise Line. And I do get emotional thinking about Walt Disney World and Disneyland and all of my trips to those places. But like something about Disney Cruise Line, I just, I cannot wait to go back to. Fireworks in the middle of the ocean? Having a horn contest with the Disney cruise ship that's across the sea? Having the best private island of any like any cruise line out there period bar none and now you're in development on another one <laughs> like um and, and yeah it's so not the wish is going to castaway key yeah it's not look it's not a not like there royal caribbean offers great things but you have to pay when you get on when, like your perfect day um you got to pay a lot of extra stuff for that whereas castaway you can go to castaway and buy like the most basic package or no package at all and still have you a could wonderful. Buy nothing. You could still have a wonderful day there. Um, you do. You do the barbecue. The, oh, yeah. I miss the barbecue. Oh, cook. Yeah, cook. Oh man, cookies. I, yeah, cookies. Like one, two, and three. Also, are they all do bike delicious. rentals, and it's like eight dollars. It's like eight dollars for a bike rental per hour. And let me tell you, they don't hold you to that. Uh, yeah, if we <laughs> don't, own, if we my own quick personal story on this. Oh, oh joy! I, I actually know this one. Go ahead. Yeah. So back on our first cruise. I was also pregnant, and I was like, I want to ride bikes. And Bart was like, I lo- I don't know if you can like ride a bike right now because he's athletic. I'm not. And I was like, I want to ride bikes. So we rented bikes, rode around the whole island. It was awesome. I was exhausted, but it was so cool to see everything. So then we just like drop our bikes off. We go have lunch. Like we're hanging out. We're walking back to the ship. We are done with Castaway Key for the day. The sun is setting. And I go, we never returned our bikes. I'm like, oh my god, we're gonna owe hundreds of dollars because we just never brought these bikes back <laughs> they've been charging us per hour all day long no <laughs> i'm like wow ah, let's go so we go find our bikes and we like drag them back and i'm like i'm so sorry like can you just tell me like what it's gonna what you're gonna be turning in my stay room like Argh. and she goes we're on island time here honey it's eight dollars per person don't worry and i was like what what i was like i only have to pay you eight dollars <laughs> yeah they um the thoughtfulness that's there. The island time thing is very real. The thoughtfulness of Disney Cruise is very real. I know that at least a third of our cruise episode, which we're going to we'll probably, I doubt we'll be able to squeeze in before the end of this season, but we will probably launch next season very like early on with some cruise chat of like cruise overall. Um, I just, I, I know we will talk a lot about this island and how special of a place it really is it's it, I, I know we've both tried for double dips i know um it's a high priority for all us bets to make are off happen. when disney cruise line reopens i will not shut up about cruises and i will make no apologies <laughs> thank you um so yeah again hopefully very soon we get to have an episode where we talk all disney cruise um and and kind of hopefully share some share some of our personal experience and knowledge um with what disney cruises is, is all about general in, in general um friend this was really fun do you have any more wish any more wish chat for our our intrepid uh disney button fans um so just a reminder my booking window is may 26th <laughs> i want a one bedroom and i want it to be on the castaway key side 
this okay. is her reminding me that of the text message she has already sent me. Um, look, okay. I I very and I, we will we'll we'll talk a little bit more about this when we get to Mickey bars and Molotovs. I very rarely again talk about. Um, you know, travel planning here on the podcast. But uh, if you are interested in booking a cru- a cruise, a future wish, whatever it may be, or you just want to talk, like there are a few of you misfits out there who hit me up and you always say, I'm really sorry I didn't book with you, but I, I, I'm i here to talk Disney. Um, I'm passionate about this. I love what I do for a living. I don't keep score of who books travel with me and who doesn't. If you got to talk Disney um, travel and you want to ask me questions, hit me up, ask me questions, please. Um, cause I, I am passionate about this product. Uh, I really am. And now it's really great to be able to talk Disney cruise again, uh, with, with friends and fellow misfits. Uh, so that's my little two and this cents. This is my reminder that general public opens on May 27th for the Disney <laughs> wish. If I have sold you in any way, please tell CJ yes. uh, Yeah. <laughs> when you book with him. Um, um, I am, I'm so excited for this cruise ship. I finally feel excited about Disney Cruise Line again. I have had, I can now, I can tell you all now, I've had five cancellations in the last year. I have just continuously moved my cruise where to the point where I've upgraded to probably the bougiest vacation I will ever go on. Uh, Take of advantage of those discounts. Many, yeah. Yeah. Because of the discounts and how long it's been. Um, I am so excited for this ship. I feel like we've been like hearing bits and pieces of it for so long now that it's finally, it's finally out. Hey, and we're not done. We're not done. There's still so much. Like, there's still so much that we don't. We don't we, know about the like quick ship. service. We have another ship coming. <laughs> we have, an, yeah, we have the other Triton yeah. ships coming. Um, because this is a whole new fleet. Yeah, we have more. Sh- there's, there's more to come. Like this is. There's more to come. We're so we hyped about this, and we don't even know what's coming. Like <laughs> all the food. Yeah. We don't know what their version of Vanellope's is going to be. We don't know about their cabanas. We don't know about their flows. There's so much more to come about this ship. There's so much more to come about the fleet. There's so much more to come for Disney Cruise Line as a whole. Like, what's up with Pirate Night? Are they still bringing back the fireworks? Are, which are biodegradable fish food, by the way. Thank you. Yes. Um, I think that's one of the coolest things that they do is, like, what they, it's actual yeah, it fish is, food. Yeah, it is. so dope. Um, speaking of being well thought out about the environment, their fireworks are fish food. Mm-hmm. They blow up, they blow up fish food so it. that they, quote, ash that lands in the ocean is not ash. It's It's fish food. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. Yep. So um cool. so oh yeah, friend, I'm with you. There's so much to talk about. I I'm I'm dying to get into more of it. Um we get to talk cruising again. It, at the very least, it shows that there's a pinhole of a light at the end of the tunnel. As Josh DeMaro said, they're gonna start picking up cruises uh, out of Great Britain very soon. And and that's promise just to know that Disney ships are in water moving moving happy getting cast members back to work um like I that is not that is talked about a lot but not enough um they a lot of these Disney cruise line and cruise in general like from all different lines as well this is their life yep and they've been ripped out of their life for over a year and a half now and I feel terrible about it and I cannot wait for them to be able to provide for their families and experience the world again I also happen to know somebody who um, worked on Royal Caribbean as a piano player for quite some time and um, outside of living on this ship he had a par- he had part time housing like he didn't have a place he lived like the house was on- like he lived on a ship like that's what he did most of his most of his year was spent on a ship uh, yep. So there's a lot of intangibles that happen when when these people are out of work. So as I, I second when Isla said, it's good to see them back and making magic. Um, God, good to talk cruising. It's really good to talk cruising. Um, so yeah, that wraps up. I, I, I 
Isla hit the nail on the head with any good stuff I had. Um, I, I seconded all of the all of the quality that you brought. We are sailing, sailing away to wonders. Our current charity highlight, Action Against Hunger, is not only Charity Watch's top-rated hunger prevention charity, they also donate an astounding 90% of every dollar directly to charitable programs. In a time where many families are pushed closer to starvation thanks to global conflict, COVID-19, or even extreme weather events, Action Against Hunger is working hard to provide meals, water, and even hygiene and sanitation products to millions worldwide. In 2019 alone, their water, sanitation, and hygiene program named WASH reached 5.6 million people. Now, with nearly 2 billion people still believed to be drinking unsafe water and at least 14 million children suffering severe acute malnutrition, their mission is still very much ahead of them, and you can help. Click the link in our bio to see what you can do to take action against hunger. All right, everyone, it's that time. Let's talk about our feelings. You know it as Mickey Bars and Molotovs, the time of the show where we talk some good, some bad of the week. Uh, I let Isla go last week, put her on the spot. I'll go, I'll go first this week. Uh, the the bad, the bad. Gosh, I honestly like. I'm not, this is one of those ones. I love when this happens because I. I kept trying to think, like, what what's my bad? My bad this week. So, here we go. You ready? Um, I, I found a, a milk cup of Riley's that... No. Yeah. So, there's the bad no, this week. I know where this is going. Um, no. When you find a milk cup that's been sitting around for a little Needn't while... Needn't say more. It goes in the garbage. And I'm just like, <laughs> this is like only two days, and I can't believe that it, it, it smells like it smells on two days. Trash. So, it, it did get good... I, got it, I gave it a good cleaning... Um, gross yeah i don't but oh man it was so rough so there's my look i i like really had to work for it this week so my bad this week is literally spoiled milk in kids cups that they hide they hide it like she literally hid it in my closet kids so kids so there you go spoiled milk in kids cups hiding in your closet what you got friend rain <laughs> it has been nonstop rain here since like sunday it just and it's like that annoying rain where you like think it's gonna clear up and then nope it doesn't it just or from inside it looks like it's actually okay and then you step outside and you're like you gotta be kidding me yeah yeah and it's just not warming up i'm so sick of the weather like it's just not getting warm here we've had like one warm day and it's may 5th so that's my bad i'm sorry friend i'm sorry uh so look my good um i hinted on it um I I this has been a, a very rough uh, fifteen months to do what I do professionally. Uh, I don't think ever in any career I have ever been in I've struggled as much as I have, um, and it's not just about. I, I honestly mean this as corny as it sounds. Um, I do other things to supplement a full time, you know, 
income the best I can because the travel thing is a lot of fun for me. I love the experience of sending people on vacations. I, I love what that does for me and I love what I knowing what it does for that family. Um, so it is a big part of why I love what I do, not just because I make money doing it. And I know that sounds corny, but I really, truly mean it. Um, so it's been a really rough year because there's been crickets in the world of vacationing. Um, so my Mickey bar this week is just being able to do an episode like this, being able to talk with people and have misfits hit me up and say, hey, so I'm going in a few weeks and I got some questions for you. And if I can't get to you all as quickly as I can, I promise you I'm trying. Um, but it's just whether you're booking with me or, or just conversing with me, it's just really great to be talking about my profession again um, and, and talking about travel and just knowing that people can have some vacations to look forward to this year because we certainly all deserve it. Everybody. And, and again, this is not a ringing endorsement to call me up and book your travel with me. But to, this is the year. T- if you didn't do it last year, please, for you, your family, even if it's just getting in a car and driving somewhere, take a vacation this summer. We all really deserve it. Mm-hmm. We all really need it. So that's my Mickey bar that we're all finally starting to use that vacation word again. And I'm just I'm so hyped to hear it. Yeah, to piggyback off of that, it feels so good to have people like ask me a Disney question. I haven't felt that joy, which is a true joy for me. I'm not a professional travel planner whatsoever, but as somebody that went to Disney five or six times a year every year, people like locally here would be like, hey, like, what do you think about this? And, you know, that felt it felt good because it's like that's something that I feel educated on where I don't feel educated in a lot of things most of the time. So one of our misfits, Matt, uh, Matt K. Disney, he asked me a question about the Skyliner the other like, oh, so like, how does it like go for like after park hours and stuff? And I was like, this feels good. Yep. I'm like, I love this. Please. Yes. So yeah, I get what you're saying. And I know professionally that's huge for you to finally have people vacationing again. And yeah, like go on a vacation. Whenever you are comfortable to go back on a vacation, go. You deserve it. You need it. Yep. And as I said, if your comfort level is just getting in a car and driving two hours to a cabin somewhere, fine. Yep. Do it, though. Yep. Please, for the sake of you, your family, the together time, if, if, if you're not you know, married with kids, grab friends, whatever it may be. Everybody, especially this year, after everything we've been through the last 14 months, we all deserve the opportunity to connect with our loved ones yeah and get out get of the house away. from the people that you're stuck with all day every day like my husband that's making weird faces walking, at me walking around in the camera. background um so yeah that's that's my mickey bar this week vacations and and everybody take them and then call this call our voicemails and let us know what awesome adventures you went on this summer because that we want to hear about them disney or not disney or not bring them bring those adventures uh misfit mafia and, and have a good time together isla what you got what's your mickey bar it's kind of a bittersweet Mickey bar. I sold my first car. Oh, I'm like, wait a second. I, yeah, I, I'm a car see, salesman now. Yeah, I was gonna say, did no. you see the glitch? Like, I don't know if y'all just, I know you all can't see it, but. I quit my job. I'm a car salesman yeah. now. Uh, <laughs> Sling in cars. Uh, you're no, the first car my you first own. car. Got it. Yeah, my little, my little Nora, my Saturn Ion. Uh-huh. Oh, the Saturn. Okay. so I sold the Saturn. I do know the car you're talking about then. Yeah. Um, I am the marketplace queen. Thank you very much. I post the most random things on Facebook Marketplace, and they sell really fast. And I more don't importantly, know. you you survive all of these. I <laughs> truly think it's because I post it as myself. So, like, everybody is like, what is this, like, 
15 year old girl doing right now on facebook Market. she can't even drive so, like, a car for example uh my dad had a um like workout setup thing in his basement which he did not use and Please he was like i need to get this out of here a bowflex it was something to that effect yes um needed to get rid of it because he needed to make room for his submarine and um my dad had to get my rid dad of his does. Yeah. There, there, if they all wanted to know anything about her dad my dad had to get rid of about his, joe broder he both, needed to get rid of this thing to build a submarine. a submarine um he was like post this on marketplace like you it won't sell but like let's just post it on marketplace before i put it up for free 25 minutes this guy goes yo you live in my town and i was like yeah and he goes can i come by and check it out and i was like be my guest I'm like, my dad's there. Meet him. <laughs> Meet him. Check out check out his submarine. And he was gone. <laughs> so I posted my Saturn on Saturday. And Monday, Monday night, it was gone. She was on her way. The guy showed up. He literally goes, does it start? And I'm like, yeah, I'm selling my car. <laughs> Puts it, starts it, and he hands me this, like, wad of cash and goes, all right, have a good day. And I was like, what? Like, you don't even want to test drive? You don't want to know if it's okay? Like, what if it just blows up down the street? You don't know. <laughs> And that was it. There was my car. I didn't think it was going to happen that fast. And, like, I'm not, like, emotionally attached to my car whatsoever. But it was just, like, wow, that was my first car. And now she's gone. Now I own nothing. I have nothing to my name. <laughs> I I will say with almost 100% guarantee that my first car is probably not even on the road anymore. So, again, proof of our okay. age difference. So. She's in great shape. She's a, it's It was for his daughter. Like, and I felt comfortable being, like, this is a good first car because it has quite a bit it has 160,000 miles but it's a saturn those things last forever uh before i bought my 63 volkswagen bug which when i bought a 63 volkswagen okay, but you bug, still have that had 90,000 miles which blew me away Don't, doesn't your dad still we have still that? we do still own that uh we have fully refurbished it rebuilt it from the, the it's like a the, lawn ornament but that was my second car my first car was a uh a navy well dark blue wood paneled minivan with the bench oh, nice. seats in the second and third row. So, um, yeah, that was really awesome to drive to an all-guys private high school for, for four months. For rich people. <laughs> so that was really great. Um, but, yeah, then this, then the bug, uh, then a pickup truck. Because the bug, the bug wasn't really reliable for an everyday car, but the bug is still here. We do still have that. Um, that's proof of how great Volkswagen builds their cars, that we have a 63 that is still, ro- like, still road-ready, can still be driven any day, which is wild. So I'm proud of myself for Good on you, selling friend. my car. Good on you. That's um, as you said, bittersweet. But goodbye, Nora. Goodbye, Nora. Nora, may you may you drive another. Family. You sold in like 48 hours. I don't know how that was possible, but there you go. Off you go to your new home. All right. Well, uh, Nora. Hey, thank you again for all of the for all of the memories from the Shikorsky family, and that will wrap things up for us here on the island of the Misfit Toys. Isla, aside from letting you put things on Facebook Marketplace for them, what should our listeners do? They should sail on the Disney Wish and <laughs> smash that like button. That's right. Smash that heart, star, plus sign. Whatever it is, make sure you Book subscribe. A Book a cruise. <laughs> um, join us every Monday. If you love what you heard, consider dropping a five-star review. We'll read it here at the top of the episode. If you want to be involved in a future show, you can call our voicemail line, like our three voicemails from earlier today. You know we love it when you do. 407-900-5448. We talked about it before. We have a Discord chat. We're really going to push 
uh, for our good friend Danielle to, sh- to send that uh, photo in the Discord chat to check out the budget. We're going to call her Budget Cinderella. So head on over to that Discord chat. Link is in the bio. Uh, for all social media to leave an idea for a future episode of the podcast or to access some of our behind-the-scenes content, you can head to MisfitsOnMain.com. Until next time, keep the magic alive. Look out for each other. We will see you next time the Misfits come out and play. Bye. The views expressed in this podcast are those of the Misfits and are not associated with the Disney Company, Zad Crew Media, our affiliates, or sponsors. And that was Evan just professionally and politely telling you that we're just three Misfits being assholes. <laughs>